0: like surprise (laughs) have some romantic subtext
1: children and we're all like no we don't want it that's the wrong pairing i wanted you're ruining
0: my ships
1: (laughs) hi i'm melissa and i'm gwen and we are teen squee uh this
0: is teen squee this is a podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee
1: Mm-hmm. And today we are covering Victorious.
0: Yay! Woo-hoo! So Victorious was a show that aired on Nickelodeon in, I don't know, like 2010-ish. I'll look it up mm-hmm. quick. <laughs> I'm fairly certain it was 2010.
1: The mid-2000s, I was, if you will.
0: Yeah, I was in like middle school when it started airing and it stopped airing like my freshman year of high school. Same. Yep it started on march 27th 2010 and it ran through february 2nd 2013.
1: nice we got like three seasons out of this show the mm-hmm. third is the objective. first <laughs> the, yeah. the, worst. The, the, the first two were fun little nickelodeon
0: sitcom yeah. uh and then the third season m- was pointless and stupid and didn't need to exist for any reason
1: yes this show was during, like, the era of, like, Disney's Hannah Montana and, like, Sweet Life is Second Cody. So, like, mm-hmm. all all those good shows that we grew up on. So, hella nostalgic. It ran concurrent to iCarly. Uh,
0: there was a crossover episode <laughs> called <laughs> I Party with Victorious in which Carly and Vi- Tori, uh were revealed to be dating the same guy. Uh <laughs> Who is <laughs> cheating on both of them with the other? Nice. But uh I preferred this show.
1: I preferred Victorious to iCarly
0: personally. I
1: did too. Like I liked mm-hmm. iCarly, but I think because I liked music so much and I was like a middle school choir during this time, I was like, mm. oh hell yeah, let's sing all the damn time. Like Hollywood yeah. Arts was my dream school.
0: Victorious was the safe version of Glee. Yes. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch Glee, <laughs> but I was allowed to watch Victorious.
1: Yep. <laughs> Basically the same thing. There is, like, a new song. There's a performance in, like, every single episode. They just, like, mm-hmm. slip it in. It's great. Mm-hmm. So while we're talking about
0: this, let's talk about the general premise of Victorious. Yes. So the basic plot line of Victorious is that there is this teenage girl, her name is Tori Vega, I believe when we start the show she's a sophomore in high school? Yes. And her older sister, Trina, goes to a performing arts school in LA, and Trina has an allergic reaction and is unable to perform at her end-of-the-year showcase, and so Tori has to take her place. Tori... Blows everyone out of the water with how talented she is as a singer and a dancer and everything else. And she is admitted to Hollywood Arts, which is the performing arts school that her sister is going to. And then the entire, so that's the plot of the first episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the entire series follows Tori and her group of friends while they attend Hollywood hollywood arts and there isn't really like an overarching plot line to this show it's very much episode by episode situational comedy uh but all of the characters relationships do evolve as the show progresses
1: Mm -hmm. and objectively i have to say season one is the best of this whole show like Mm -hmm. i loved seeing them establish the friend group which is made up of like you said tori um her older sister Trina is kind of like an outlier in their friend group. Um, Trina is one of my favorite characters because she's fucking obnoxious and I love her. Um, we have Andre, who actually wrote the song Trina was meant to perform in the showcase. So he's like super talented with like songwriting and like musician stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And we have Beck and Jade, who are both dating. Beck is mostly just an actor, he sometimes dances in the group numbers, but we do not hear Beck sing ever we do we, oh, we do too?
0: once oh, in a shit. single episode in the episode the 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 monster makeup zombie makeup episode oh, yeah yeah where uh tori and beck are playing opposite each other in that new musical yes that they're performing that's the only time we hear
1: beck sing and it's beautiful honestly i'm like okay <laughs> you're really sitting here telling me that this man can't sing i call bullshit
0: I I used to rewatch that episode all the time, just so I could hear him sing at the end. Uh, Because, I I mean, I was like 13, 14, and it was a beautiful singing man.
1: Yep. (laughs) Like, oh, my dream cast for Aladdin really included the actor playing Beck, like Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. Um, So Beck is
0: an actor.
1: Yes. He's dating Jade, who does, like, she's kind of like what Tori does, so Tori does, like, Singing and acting kind of stuff. I would like call mm-hmm. it musical theater, quote unquote, but not really mm-hmm. musical theater. It's like
0: more because she star. wants she wants to be a pop star.
1: Yeah, and yeah, Jade's in a similar vein. She does do playwriting as well because mm-hmm. we do and directing. Her... Yes, yeah, so she she I feel like she's more in the theater aspect of it all than Tori, mm-hmm. and... or at
0: least if she's not in the theater aspect, she's more well-rounded than Tori, I was Tori's gonna like say, i want to be a pop star and jade's like i want to be an artist kind of thing
1: yes yes mm-hmm. we we stand jade in this household i love her mm-hmm. um and i think similar to that is cat who also does like the singing and the dancing and the acting kind of stuff like she doesn't i don't think it's ever really specified what cat's going into but like I'm guessing it's the, some, the same general sphere as, like, Tori and yeah. Jade. There's, there's the episode where they all have to
0: re-audition for the school because they get a new principal who happens to be played by Yvette Nicole Brown, who plays Shirley in Community. But uh, when they re-audition for the school, you kind of see all their special talents. And Cat mm-hmm. does a medley of, like, a song from her favorite musical, yep. a monologue, and a tap dancing riff yep and so like cat i think is the most like quote-unquote musical theater-y of all of them but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's training to be a musical theater actor
1: yeah i just she's just she's just multi-talented unlike tori Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and then we have robbie and his puppet um rex robbie does he does the acting classes and the tech classes too but he does like ventriloquy as well, it's, that's his main talent, is we never see him without his sassy puppet, Rex, who is sort of a dick to him. And everyone. Rex
0: is, like, if if, yeah. if Rex is the, the kind of character who, if he had been played by an actual live, if he were an actual live-action character and not a puppet, <laughs> the stuff that he says would not be okay, and he would be getting punched out in every episode.
1: Yeah. Rex is high-key annoying. Not only annoying,
0: he's offensive and yeah. he's... He's misogynistic, and he's just a creep. Yeah,
1: I know. I don't – part of me doesn't get, like, why why Rex is a character is written like that because I'm, like – the laugh track plays whenever he says something really gross, and I'm, like, do we really Mm want to be teaching kids that this stuff is funny? I don't think Mm -hmm. so.
0: (laughs) Or, like, when he hits on one of the women in the cast in a really weird, gross way. Uh And I'm, like, why – why does this character exist in this show written for preteens where your main character is a woman? Yeah. Why why do you need to write a puppet who has no
1: significance to the plot, who is just being a dick? I yeah. don't understand it. I'm like, what's let's, let's let's have Robbie be talented at tech instead mm-hmm. of that. Because He is. He yeah. is talented
0: at tech. And he's also a decent singer. Uh huh. He can and play guitar. Uh huh. Like I, I love Robbie as yeah. a character, and we'll get into this later. Uh, <laughs> but Rex felt so unnecessary to me, and I think it was just supposed to be another way to make Robbie weird. Is oh, here's yeah. this teenage kid with a puppet. But if that was the case, I felt like there was a better way to do that than to make the puppet have its own personality and to have that personality just be this puppet's a dick.
1: Yeah, you know, because when I was rewatching it, I spent a lot of time being like, OK, well, if Robbie is supposed to be voicing the puppet, like what aspect of Robbie is Rex supposed to be representing here? Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to believe that Robbie is like that disgusting and vile of a person. Like he comes across as a very like nice person, like a nice, smart little cutie pie. I mean, he has his creepy moments. Yeah, too. he does we've, have his we've... weird moments where he's hitting on Tori and, and cats and it's kind of. Yeah, like he has he has cardboard cutouts of
0: cat and that's creepy yeah. and weird. Yeah. Uh but he's not misogynistic. No. Or consistently a creep. No. You know. It- uh, for the most part he is a a good friend and just a overproduced version of a horny teenage boy like you yeah. see all the time in these kinds of shows and yeah. so it was like very clearly okay this is a caricature whatever and I understand that Rex is a caricature too but what is he supposed to be a character caricature of? Yeah. Dicks? I don't think we need that in this show
1: no like what does it do for the audience who are mostly like women and they're from like the ages of like 12 to 15 like that's mm-hmm. your demographic you're shooting for where you really want them to be watching this show with a really misogynistic puppet no thank you i think rex is the most <laughs> annoying part of the show they try making mm. trina annoying too and i'm like no i think she's trina's fucking hilarious queen. yeah trina's, trina's a, a queen. queen i love her <laughs> like trina has no talent like singing wise but i'm like girl you are a comedic actress through and through you should be on some like mm-hmm. SNL shit or something. Because Daniela Monet show is brilliant. Oh my god, she is so good in this show. Like the physical comedy she brings to Victorious is Chef's Kiss ten out of ten. Like she is so fucking talented.
0: And it 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 remains anyone from our age group. Flat out, you mentioned Victorious, the first thing you think of is Trina Vega. If you in the middle of, we used to do this all the time, in the middle of our arts building in college, if you just start going, Chicago, Chicago, (laughs) everyone would know what you were doing and everyone would sing along. Mm -hmm. Like, Trina is the most quotable and the most iconic part of this show and I love her. And I won't even say that the writers did her dirty no. because she wouldn't be Trina if they hadn't written her that way. I just commend Daniella Monet for her performance as Trina
1: because it was beautiful, and I loved every second of it. She's so good. And <laughs> I do She's too. so funny. She's hilarious, and I'm like, I haven't seen her in any projects since, which makes me real sad boy hours because I think she's so fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah, I honestly think the last thing I saw her in was the Fairly Odd Parents movie. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was the thing. Yes, what? it came out. It came out when we were in like high school. It, oh, was, okay, it gotcha. was not good. But Drake <laughs> Bell was Timmy Turner. What the fuck? And Daniella Monet was I think her name is Trixie Vicky's little sister who was in oh, love okay. with Timmy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like live action and they were aged up to be like young adults in their 20s yeah (laughs) (laughs) i watched it once when it premiered and then never again
1: that does not (laughs) sound like fun (laughs) no thank you so Um, while we're
0: talking about how trina literally made the show for us do you have one of the core six who happens to be your favorite Alyssa?
1: oh goodness um all of me is like Beck. I'm like, I don't think Beck's my favorite character. I think I just find Beck very attractive. Like, if I could pick like more a perfect man, I think it would be Beck because he's an actor. He's fucking gorgeous. He's like very kind to people. He's not an asshole. But I don't think he's my favorite character. I think I just want to fuck him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like the men from Victorious are just all of my ex boyfriends.
0: Yeah, but like all the men from Victorious are also incredibly pretty. Yeah.
1: Oh god. Like, have
0: you seen Matt Bennett lately?
1: Oh, he glowed up so well. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> but I do think. But I
0: mean, I always had a crush on Robbie. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I had a small one on Andre. I think it went Beck, Andre, and then Robbie for me in like terms of crushes. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I had a crush <laughs> on Robbie. I. But I, I've always been like that. I'm a sucker for the weird kid with glasses. Uh, I was like, ooh, look at him. He's skinny and lanky and he's got
1: glasses and curly hair. Cool. Let's I'm go. into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Now, as an adult, I think my favorite character might be Jade. Like, I think as a child, I wanted to be like Tori, even though Tori fucking sucks. But, like, Mm -hmm. I really like Jade's dedication to her craft. And, like, yeah, she has a dislike of Tori, but quite frankly, I don't blame her for not liking Tori. I think Tori's kind Mm -hmm. of obnoxious. And, like, Jade is a very blunt person, and she's not going to, like, bullshit anybody. She's like, this is who I am, and if you don't like that, then don't be my friend. I don't want to be friends with you. And I'm like, I... I appreciate that in the person. Right,
0: right. I I think I'm the same way. I think Jade is my favorite character. And I always liked her as Mm -hmm. a kid. I I loved Jade because I was also kind... Jade and Kat both I felt a kinship to when I was a kid and watching it. Because Jade was the, like, for lack of a better word, scary part of the weird part of me. And Kat Mm -hmm. was the, like, off-the-wall kooky part of me. (laughs) And so if you took the two of them and blended them together you had a whole Gwen, you know? Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> And so I love I loved Jade when I was a kid, but I love Jade as an adult, you know? Yes. Like she- not all of her behavior is good. No. It's definitely not, but
1: I stand a killer queen same like i i would i would really like to work with her like i realized that as i was watching the show i'm like i think a collaboration with jade would be a very interesting and creative process because she's got some fucked up things going on up in her head in what she's producing out into the world and it's some weird like off the wall surrealist shit and i would like to be on board with that <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're
0: talking to the character of jade not liz gillies right yes jade yeah 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 yes let me clarify not the actress who plays her although liz gillies if you're out there and you're listening and you want to ever do anything with us hit us up
1: please fans (laughs) love you honestly um i also i think also after i was like rewatching the show i was like oh shit you know what tori's talented ish i guess but i always found i was like well ariana grande was in this fucking show before she took Mm -hmm. off as a pop star and elizabeth Mm -hmm. gillies is so fucking talented as a singer and an actress i'm like why is tori Mm -hmm. like the golden goose of this show (laughs) i get that victoria justice was prominent during the time but mm -hmm. right and especially when you find out
0: like i don't remember if i started watching the show and then found this out or if i had known about this musical before watching Victorious but uh Liz Gillies who plays Jade and Ariana Grande who plays Cat as if we don't know who Ariana Grande is <laughs> they are both broadway trained actresses mm-hmm. they worked together previous to this show on 13 the musical on broadway and so knowing that about them and then comparing them to Victoria Justice i was always just like why is what why are they in the background mm-hmm. i don't understand and i i get that like without victoria justice the show wouldn't exist yeah. like if she hadn't played oh gosh
1: lola lola, yeah. lola
0: on zoe 101 this show wouldn't exist you know yeah.
1: like I, lola walked a... so tori vega could run yeah an, an, an unfortunate thing to happen because lola was a better digestible character than tori who is like a knockoff mm-hmm. rachel berry for a lack of better word It's not even that
0: Victoria (laughs) Justice is untalented because she's incredibly talented. Everything she does on this show is great. It's that the character of Tori fucking sucks. She is the ultimate pick me girl, and it's awful. (laughs) She never knows anything. And I get that part of that is just because, like, of the nature of the show, like someone has to ask the stupid questions, yeah. so that the audience understands what's going on, and so they just always give it to Tori. Mm-hmm. But you think they would want their main
1: character to be at least a little bit competent? Yeah, and I'm like, listen, I get, I get that she's new at the school, so it's easier for her to be like, oh, what's mm-hmm. this weird thing that is. But you'd think by the wall. third
0: season she'd
1: have some competence. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, at this point you've been at the school for like two years now or something like that mm-hmm. like i feel like at that point you should know what's going on
0: she's constantly kissing up to everyone Ugh. if someone doesn't like her it's the end of the world and i kind i kind of get it cuz i mean same same yeah but <laughs> she actively makes herself unlikable and then <laughs> does that and i like i was watching uh, in my in par- the parts that I rewatched for this episode of the pod, I was watching season two, episode one, which is begging on your knees, which is a kick ass episode. Oh, I love that episode. I love that episode. But at the top of the episode, before the theme song, they are in choir and they're singing, and someone goes off pitch, and their teacher goes, "Okay, guys, someone was off pitch there." And Tori fucking goes. Yeah, who was it? And looks at all of her classmates like, shame on you. You better fess up. And I'm like, bitch, no one asked you. The teacher already said something. Are you the director? Like, if if that had happened in any art class I had ever taken, any choir class, any drama class, through middle, high school, and college, Mm -hmm. even now, working professionally as an actor, if an actor were to do that the director would be like excuse me was i talking to you yeah did i ask you are you are you being paid to direct this no then shut the fuck up
1: it's it's like that rule that like every freshman entering the theater major in department at college has to learn it's don't give other actors notes for some Mm -hmm. reason they they're like oh at high school we just give each other notes and i'm like, and tori seems to fall into that vein and i'm like no it is not your job to give be giving people notes you are also Mm -hmm. a student you are also learning you are not a professional shut Mm -hmm. the fuck up
0: well, and I don't know if my high school drama department was just different, but that kind of stuff didn't fly at my high school either. No,
1: we didn't have that at my high school either. My director, it was run the exact same way we did notes in college. We sat mm-hmm. down after rehearsal, he gave notes, and then we left. <laughs> hmm And if your director found out that you
0: were giving another student notes in high school, that would not have been okay. Yeah. like It, it simply
1: ins- wasn't. Like in and part, in the middle of
0: class, too. Yeah,
1: like, what the fuck is up with that? Like, you think she would bring it up maybe after class to somebody, but mm-hmm. no. Middle of class, she has the fucking audacity to be like, mm-hmm. Who was it? Like, shut up, Tori. Maybe it was you. It's, especially when every other episode she's asking something stupid, like,
0: What's an understudy? Yeah. And it's like, bitch, you know that you don't know half the shit mm-hmm. that your classmates do about the fields you're entering yep so what makes you think that you have the authority to be like calling people out in the middle of class
1: yeah Yeah. i i just i hate it so much another episode where she drove me nuts was the bird scene episode where Mm -hmm. oh god that one drove me insane like i get the message that was supposed to be happening like and it was a great message to be like, you know, if you trust your own performance, your own instincts, and like, you think what you just did was great, then fucking be like, yeah, no, that was awesome. Like, fuck you if you have anything bad to say about it, but also unless it's your director, which they, they should get to say that. <laughs> um. But she was like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Someone tell me what to do. What to do? I don't know what to do. I'm like, oh, my God. Grow a spine and just be like, okay, this is my objective. This is what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. if I'm confident in this performance in myself, then my director probably will be too. They can tell when mm-hmm. you're half-assing it.
0: And I, I, I know that we're coming at this from a very sort of privileged position where we yeah. have, you know, done a lot of growing. We are... You know, eight years removed yeah. from our sophomore year of high school at yes. this point, point. And we've done a lot of growing and training and, you know, personal development in our craft as yeah. actors and performers. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I can guarantee that when I was a sophomore in high school, I would have been approaching it the same way as Tori and have been like, hey, am I doing okay? Is this right? I don't know what's happening. But at the same time, girl, you already got in the school. Mm-hmm. You're already there. Just, you know, take a breath.
1: It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, freshman year in college, Alyssa was like that too, where she was like unsure in everything I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, if my professors don't think what I'm doing is good, then I'm obviously like unfit for this major and this job, which, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of actors feel. But if you're a teacher and you're, classmates have expressed that they can't tell you what to do on this monologue you kind of just have to trust your own instincts at that point and just Mm -hmm. do your own thing yeah and
0: she does her own thing and then she just keeps getting more and more frustrated and keeps trying to one-up herself and I understand that the reason she does is because Psychowitz keeps failing her Mm -hmm. because she keeps asking him was that good and the purpose of the assignment is for her to believe in herself and decide that she is good whether Mm -hmm. he thinks so or not and that's great and thanks but I just hate I just hate that episode I hate it as as a person who does theater and who performs I hate that episode so much because it is the worst possible way to teach a fucking high schooler yeah to believe in themselves
1: no like i'm yeah we're shitting on tori here but i also want to take a moment to shit on psychowitz for that mm-hmm. bullshit like in a beginner acting class what you need to do is like lay out everything for your students and sort of hold not hold their hand but like help guide them through this new thing that they don't really understand what to do and acting is so subjective to each performer. So imagine as a high schooler, your director's just like, I don't fucking know. Do it. Figure out yourself. Like, that's so mm-hmm. confusing and misleading. Especially. And since... then every
0: time you ask them, was that good? They say, you failed. They yeah. don't tell you whether or not it was good. They just tell you that you failed. Like, how is that
1: a good way to teach yeah. a child? It
0: doesn't make
1: sense <laughs> to me. She feels like an outsider enough, you know. She just got yeah. into the performing arts school. She has not she has no acting experience prior to mm-hmm. this. How is she supposed to know?
0: Also, as and I'm sure you can relate to this as someone who is an educated performer, you don't figure that shit out on your own without having the tools that someone else teaches you to have. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Like I, I can't imagine the damage that would have been done to me in high school if my drama teacher had done that to me, and just every time I asked them for reassurance, they just told me, whatever. Yep. (laughs) That's not how you teach a child. No.
1: Like I crave validation so badly. Like I probably would have been just like Tori in that situation where I just freak out because I feel like I suck and I'm not. I must be doing something wrong. Why else mm-hmm. is he not approving of my performance? And like even now, we're both, we're both working actors. Like I would low-key be like that a little bit now, especially if I get into the scene for the first time, first read through or first rehearsal on a scene mm-hmm. and your director doesn't give you any feedback or any like collaboration whatsoever. I'd be like, hello, mm-hmm. <laughs> help, somebody help.
0: Part of it is like, I, I mean, now as an adult, I would never go up to my director and say, Was that good? Yeah, no. I would just wait for my director to give me notes. And if they gave me notes, then I'd be like, Okay, I'll do that. And if Mm -hmm. they didn't give me notes, I'd be like, Okay, they must not have any notes. Yep. But like as a teenager, I definitely would have like looked at my drama teacher and said, Is that good? Yep. And hoped that they would have something to say to me other than shrug (laughs) You know?
1: (laughs) Like Or you you failed, do it do it again. Yeah. You know? especially when he's like, oh well, what do you think? Like I, I, I don't I don't know. Because sometimes I think I you you think you did a really good job and they're like, that was garbage. I I
0: love the chaos of Psychowitz. I don't agree with Psychowitz's teaching methods. No. And it's like it's a Nickelodeon show. Spencer and I Carly was never a good role model. No. You know? <laughs> He was completely incompetent. The, the the fact that he was allowed to take care of his, you know, underage sister is insane. And Psychowitz is the same way. The fact that he's allowed to be any sort of educator is fucking insane. But it's a yeah. Nickelodeon show, so that's what they do. And I get it. And mm-hmm. that's why I love Psychowitz is because of those moments where he's
1: just absolutely fucking same. ridiculous. He's kooky as shit. I would love to, like have a drink with him maybe have a conversation Mm -hmm. with him about his life i'd love to do karaoke with psycho oh my god yes like go out for him (laughs) for like a girl's night or something and psycho is just there it'd be wonderful as an educator be the
0: best buddy on a girl's night fuck yeah not as my teacher
1: would not like that
0: whatsoever Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. especially in high school oh yeah no Like, in college, he would be a professor I would hate. In high school, he would be the only teacher I have, and I would be in some sort of weird Stockholm situation where it's like, you're the only thing I know, and I love performing, so I guess I must love and respect you even though you were doing irreparable
1: damage to me, you know? Yeah, (laughs) like, if I had him in high school, I don't know if I would be an actor today mm because that probably would have fucked me up real good.
0: That being said, uh, he is the second most quotable character in the entire show. He after really, psycho It's Psychowicz. The number Absolutely. of times that I, after rehearsal, will lay on the ground and say, "Let's stick our faces into the carpet, thusly," and then just plank. <laughs> because sometimes after rehearsal, you need to just stick your face into the carpet, thusly. Yeah, it's. A I vibe. love Psychoitz. <laughs> I would hate to have Psychowitz be my teacher.
1: Yes. Especially at a prestigious performing arts high school. I'd be like, ooh, this is the Mm -hmm. best y'all could get for your acting Mm -hmm. teacher.
0: And I get it. I get it. I get it. Some programs, and you'll find this in real life performance education, uh, some programs really want to prepare you for the real world Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and be like, hey, this is the kind of shit you're going to put up with in the real world, so you better start building a thick skin now. And I get that. Yeah. I so do. But these are children. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that that's a healthy thing for a child to go through. No. And to an extent, I can say that I know it isn't, because you know who had to go through that as children? Disney stars. Disney stars. Who then developed all kinds of problems. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Just saying. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Like, you see how child stars turned out, and it makes me really fucking sad for them. Mm -hmm. Because I could not imagine growing up like that. Not being treated like a child, but being, like, um, basically a machine to, like, pump out performances with. With no mm-hmm. actual agency, that fucking sucks.
0: hmm And that's um, not what they're trying to do to the students at no. the school. Like, they're actually trying to make, like, help these students become mm-hmm. artists. It's just with that really hard line, welcome to the real world, kids. School isn't a safe space. Yeah. You're going to be rejected every day. And mm-hmm. it's like, these, these are literal children. Yeah who could use your support so can you just support them while they're trying to figure themselves out thanks
1: yep also i i get helping them develop a thick skin with like rejection and stuff but also this is a learning environment Mm
0: -hmm. you are supposed
1: to be teaching them how to like help mold their craft and if they don't have those tools and they just keep getting rejected by you how are they supposed to grow as performers like Mm -hmm. without you even helping them out. Like that does not make any sense to me. I mean, maybe your Mm -hmm. seniors, yeah, start like laying on the rejection and and helping them grow a thick skin because they've already had like how many years of training, but your freshmen, no, they need your help. They need your guidance, not real world Mm -hmm. skills quite yet. Mm -hmm. But that being said, (sighs) I will say that even though the
0: only scenes we see of their classes are a fucking joke – Uh, occasionally what's written on the whiteboard in Psychwitz's classroom is, like, actually good Uh acting and drama advice. So, you know, the people working on the show knew what they were doing. They just had to write it like a Nickelodeon sitcom, and I get it. It's just... If it were real would be very much a problem, but it's not. And so it's fine. And my brain needs to stop
1: worrying
0: about it.
1: I'm like, ooh, turn this happy-go-lucky children's show with a kooky teacher into something really, really deep. And I need to take a step back. And
0: So why don't we uh, stop being so existential and upset and instead talk about
1: ships. Yes. Okay. Okay. Listen. let's see who we
0: want to have kiss who
1: oh guys literally for this entire show i shipped tori and andre so fucking hard like yep. i thought they'd be the perfect couple like andre is so happy-go-lucky so carefree he really grounds tori in into like the pavement makes her less of a pick-me-girl it makes her less annoying because he's there as like a solid rock for her you know he humbles her he really does because he calls
0: her out on all his all her bullshit but not in a way that is mean and makes her Mm -hmm. be like oh well you you're just being mean to me because you don't like me so i'm gonna up my bullshit no she he's just like (laughs) girl you're being whack sit the fuck down and she's like oh maybe i am being whack and i should sit the fuck down yeah yes
1: (laughs) it is wonderful and them performing together is like dynamite it's so good andre has a wonder the actor playing andre is so fucking talented um he was a little simba and the lion king on broadway fun fact so he's ultra talented as well and like i loved watching them perform together it was a 10 out of 10 chef's kiss mm-hmm.
0: um i also shipped cat and robbie
1: Ooh, same
0: i i That's the thing is, like, I thought within the core six, you had three awesome couples and Mm -hmm. you should just not fuck with them and just let them be endgame. And then the writers decided to fuck with them because Mm -hmm. they were like, well, maybe Tori and Beck should get together. And we were all like, no, they fucking shouldn't. Mm -mm. No, they shouldn't. Eventually, the writers wised up and they put Beck and Jade back together. But for, like, a good is it, is it like the beginning of the third season that there's yes. like this will-they-won't-they they of Tori and Beck mm-hmm. where they like almost kiss a few times? And it's just another reason the third season
1: fucking sucks. Yeah, it's so fucking, <laughs> it's so fucking weird and out of left field, may I say? Because mm-hmm. Tori and Beck never really had that kind of like chemistry with each other. It was always yeah. very platonic, like brother-sister almost.
0: I mean, Tori thought he was pretty yeah and hot yeah like in the in the pilot not the pilot episode the second episode when she Mm -hmm. actually starts going to school she has a scene with back in her first acting oh yes, and she like fully recognizes that this is a very pretty boy and like gets him to kiss her Mm -hmm. at the end of the episode for the sake of a scene yeah and she gets that but she's also not going to take the boyfriend of one of the girls in her class, you know?
1: No. And
0: after that first episode, there's no romantic subplot or chemistry Mm -hmm. between them. Like, she and Jade have a rivalry, but it's not about Beck. Tori doesn't have feelings for Beck past that first episode. (laughs)
1: Granted, Beck and Jade are little toxic sometimes because they both Mm -hmm. have issues they need to work on like jade's very jealous of beck but beck also doesn't stop encouraging like the girls who think he's hot and pursue him Mm -hmm. you know like he's actively aware Mm -hmm. that they find him attractive and doesn't like do much to stop it
0: and they both kind of treat each other like children a little bit yeah weird and not okay no but but for like a Nickelodeon sitcom couple, they were pretty bomb.
1: Yeah, I think they have a similar thing going on that I think would make Tori and Andre so great. Like it's that wonderful balancing act where Beck mm-hmm. kind of tells Jade when she's go being a bit much and being a little rude, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very it's nice to see. Like when they have their good moments, it's it's ten out of ten. And I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Cat and Robbie are just. Two cute little
1: knuckleheads who
0: should just kiss each other sweetly and buy each other cupcakes. Yes,
1: they'd have the most wholesome relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm bummed that we got to see them interacting so much, but like nothing happened.
0: It's hinted at towards the end of the third season. Like one of the last like five episodes is a school dance where Robbie wants to ask Kat and Kat wants Robbie to ask her, but she's afraid of it. And so she ends up finding a random date. And so does Robbie. And they go with different people and then end up at the dance. Robbie. Robbie? Or does Kat get hurt? One of them gets hurt. Mm-hmm. I think Kat gets hurt. Robbie takes care of her. And at the end of the episode, Kat kisses him on the cheek and then freaks out and runs away. And it makes sense for her character yeah. uh, to like be like, oh, no, I like my friend. Ah! But I just wanted... The end of the series to be more concrete in what was happening with those ships. With uh, Kat and Robbie especially. Jade and Beck are back together again by the end of it, aren't they? Mm
1: -hmm. I think so, yeah. And
0: that's fine. And I, as much as I shipped Tori and Andre, I could take it or leave it. If they didn't get together at the end, I wasn't mad at it because I loved them as best friends too. Same. I loved them as... BFFs and so if their relationship was only platonic I wouldn't have been mad about that but Kat and Robbie definitely should have ended up together at the Mm -hmm. end and I'm mad that the writers didn't do more with it
1: god me too Mm -hmm. I think about that a lot I'm like oh they would have been so freaking cute together and the writers really just said no no Mm -hmm. soup for you fuck you and again
0: a lot of it is because I identified so heavily with Kat Valentine (laughs) And I had a crush on Robbie Shapiro, so I needed them to get together. I needed needed the me character and the character I had a crush on to make out. Please and thank you. Yes.
1: (laughs) They all go to this performing arts high school, right, you guys? But I want to talk about how different this performing arts high school is to actual, like, performance art performing arts major like granted i did not go to a special high school for theater i went to a public high school that had a very good music department so that's Mm -hmm. my background and then i went to school so i have a ba in theater (laughs) um one thing i did really like that they did was they all had to take classes outside of their like their main focus so we saw tori doing tech on a couple of the plays and same with kat and jade and i really liked that because that's what we did in our BA program. It was very holistic and we had to dabble in like the different areas of tech and like kind of experience theater as a whole and not just the acting performing portion do
0: these kids take math and science because even at a performing arts high school you have to take math and
1: science I was say that that's <laughs> part of the curriculum for public schools and though it may be technically a private school you still have certain areas you have to hit on like even for homeschooling mm-hmm. you have to hit on math science yeah. um, english social studies and they never they never talk about it and i'm just yeah. like hmm i wonder like, how they're doing with their multiplication tables probably not very good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least they probably never had to dissect a frog
0: bet you they never learned the song for the quadratic formula
1: probably not
0: i don't remember the quadratic formula i, I just don't remember either. that there was a song about it
1: <laughs> i haven't done
0: math in six years so
1: yeah same <laughs> i use it never and i'm very happy i didn't have to take any math courses in college
0: Mm -hmm. My senior year (laughs) of high school, I took AP statistics, which was barely math. So the last time I actually had to do anything actually mathematical, mathematical, uh, was (laughs) (laughs) six or seven years ago. So no one asked me to do anything ever. But not just math related. Just don't ask me to do things. I'm lazy. (laughs) Me
1: too. So, Gwen, I have something for you. Yeah. Um, I know you were talking earlier about how you relate to Cat, but do you want to put that to the test? Yeah. I have here in my little linky-dink over here a BuzzFeed linky-dink. quiz. <laughs> linky-dink. <laughs> a linky-dink to a BuzzFeed quiz asking which victorious character you are. Do-do-do-do! Do, 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 do. And Listen, lovely.
0: friends, we're just gonna make this uh segment on the show now. It's gonna happen. Um at the end of every <laughs> at the end of every episode, we're gonna do a fabulous little personality quiz because we are zillennials Yeah, we are uh, we were born in nineteen ninety-seven and nineteen ninety-eight. And w- we grew up doing nothing but taking personality quizzes to find out, you know, uh, which character from this show are mm-hmm. you? What random object from the Twilight series are you? <laughs> I was the single baby carrot on the uh, Cullen's lunch table. And Alyssa, you were the giant uh, platter of muffins that oh, gets served you, the you
1: whole betcha. Pack. Yep, I'm a big plate full of muffins sitting right here a personality
0: quiz i took quite often in middle and high school was like who is your camp half-blood boyfriend or who is your hogwarts boyfriend i took those all the time i
1: kept retaking my um which godly parent are you for the percy Jackson Mm -hmm. series because nothing ever Mm -hmm. felt right Mm because i don't know how to perceive myself so that's why i take personality quizzes and dear listeners, I will be linking this to the in the podcast episode, so you can take it too. Please tweet at us which Victorious character you are.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Tweet at us.
1: I want to know. Ah! Can you show me? I want to know what your Victorious character is. Technically, it says, "Okay, which Victorious character do you vibe with the most?" But it's it's which one you are.
0: what
1: oh. <laughs> oh! I got Tori <laughs> <laughs> fuck you BuzzFeed last time I took this I got back <laughs> BuzzFeed you have so a lawsuit what's your
0: description say
1: hey BuzzFeed you got a lawsuit coming your way <laughs> Okay, Tori Vega, you are positive, not sweet, forgiving, and a quick learner. You try your best to be a good person even even when it can be difficult at times. You are optimistic, kind, funny, and talented, and even though you are you may be a bit impatient and aren't the biggest risk-taker, you always are looking out for your friends and are always there for your friends when they need it. Parts of that make sense. Parts of that do make sense i would not consider myself to be a forgiving person or a positive person (laughs) (laughs) i'm impatient that was very on the the, the nose i would do anything (laughs) for my friends i guess i'm kind of talented that's you are talented talented. (laughs) but yeah i'm sending i'm a lawsuit's coming your way buzzfeed i'm not happy about this result (laughs) So I'm not Cat Valentine. Ooh. Ooh.
0: But I am Jade West. Ooh. <laughs> you may not be the nicest and you may be a bit pessimistic, but that's just you being honest and not being afraid to tell it like it is.
1: It, they're not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> you're fluent in the language of sarcasm and have a dark sense of humor, and while others might find it weird, that's just what makes you you. Also true. My favorite animals are like crows and bats, and my mom constantly tells me that she thinks it's really creepy and weird. So there we go. <laughs> you have a prickly personality and may not be the friendliest, but deep down you really care about those close to you and can be nice. Parentheses sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... they aren't totally wrong.
1: No, I would say <laughs> that's mostly
0: on the nose. Mm hmm. Um, if these personality quizzes are turning into a trend, uh, we'll, we'll see if I end up with, like, the dark brooding gothy character
1: every time. Too. Oh, yeah, because you got Baz last time. Oh, yeah, I'm Baz. <laughs> I'm Baz. You are oh, Baz. You are Jade. Mm-hmm. You are Skimbleshanks. We Skimble
0: did not, Shanks. We, we did not, not take one for community. Which I really regret
1: which, we, we
0: should do, and then we'll just post our results on Twitter.
1: I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I have not been getting consistent happen. results.
0: This is going to happen every episode from here on True. out. Or at least every <laughs> new topic, because let's be honest, uh, there will be two-parters, three-parters, four-parters yes. coming your way in the future. But on the last episode of Everything We Do, just like we did with... Uh, wayward son Mm -hmm. we will take a personality quiz and reveal who we are from the thing that
1: that makes us squee (laughs) (laughs) why did i
0: why 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 did i sound like tim curry when i said squee i don't know
1: On that note, this concludes this episode of Tea and Squee on
0: Victorious. Thanks for hanging out, y'all. Yes, guys. (laughs) Alyssa, where can they find our podcast?
1: Yes, as per usual, you guys, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Wow! if you listen to your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and subscribe to us on all the listening platforms and from the site that does our RSS feed. That'd be super duper. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to get in touch
0: with us or connect with us in any way, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at T-Squee. Or if you have longer thoughts... Uh, you can send us an email at tnsquee at gmail dot com. That's t the letter n squee at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, what should they send us this week that has to do with Victoria, Alyssa? Oh, send oh. us your original songs. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd like to see send this. us your original songs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or if you think Psychowitz is a good teacher or not, I'm curious. Yeah,
0: yeah. Send us an essay defending Psychowitz's teaching style. Maybe
1: I will read it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I might I won't. not.
0: <laughs> I might just throw it directly in the virtual trash bin. Or I uh, might And as it. always, any any fanfic you want to send us is is
1: welcome. Yeah, still waiting on Simon and Baz fanfic, so mm-hmm. that'd None be great. None of you have sent
0: that yet, and yeah. I know that I can find some other places on the internet, but I'd really like to uh, read some that you've written. So yeah, please. Get on that, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you friends. Thanks for, guys. For hanging out. Uh have a have a wonderful week. Eha. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll see you soon. We'll
1: see you later alligator. Bye. Bye! <laughs>